0: Welcome to episode 10 of The Self-Reg Show, and uh, we're happy to be here with you again. I'm Susan Hopkins, and here with Stuart Shanker. It's very exciting to tell you that you're going to start hearing some other voices uh, mixed into uh, to The Self-Reg Podcast. I'm, uh, I've got Angie Rosati, Dr. Rosati, up, up uh, next week to, for an interview, so you'll be starting to hear some other voices, so please Click, follow us. You know, leave us your comments. Reach out if you have any ideas or any requests. All of it really, really helps us. So we left you last time. I think we named the podcast afterwards. You know, what do you do when the cup is broken? Which was a bit of a joke, right? But I mean, in in all seriousness, it was uh, you know thinking about Jan. We started in January, thinking about a January. You know, uh, well-being. You know, let's fill the you know filling the the empty cup, and you you let us through this thinking about coffee. (laughs) I always love Stuart. You know, it's like, we're talking about that and and you, you literally took the metaphor and, and, uh, and taught us something new and and it took us in all kinds of interesting ways. But last time I opened up and I just want to, we're not going to talk about me this time, but I just want to full circle that because I did have had some people reach out and I opened up about what a hard time (laughs) mental health wise, Um, you know, and mental health is health. So it's got physical health too. Right. Um, I've had uh for a, for a little while now and and we talked about you know <laughs> what do you do when 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 the cup is broken you know so there is no cup to fill and it was sort of a metaphor but it led us to thinking uh about, about a lot of things and and exploring okay how can self rake help because self has definitely helped me and one of the and it it helps me figure it doesn't give me all the answers it gives me all the questions and helps me sort of um a fumble, you know, at times, um, find my way through see things differently, wonder different things. Uh, and uh, it's definitely been an, an anchor for me, there's just no doubt about it. And it will be for life. It's not like, you know, a one off at all. Um, so this time, though, um, we're going to talk about the topic of energy. So we throw that word around a lot, we definitely teach about energy, steward and, and lots of our courses, anybody who's learned Uh, the Thayer matrix Um, maybe you've had a few minutes um, dialogue on it or maybe you've gone in depth and really sort of a a deeper deeper dive into it and you I mean we have in our glossary we'll pin up our glossary we have our definition of it and and I mean it it fits into lots of the things that we that we talk about but this is one of those words that we kind of all throw around <laughs> you know I it's I in in if I take myself back a couple of decades you know when people hear energy they they instantly go ooh <laughs> right I was in natural health for uh, in the n- natural health industry before I went into education right and everybody was like was like this sort of you know we're talking about that and 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 you know when we think about it it's really um there I mean it's the science understanding of, of what energy is but I sent you a quote I saw uh, last week, somewhere on social media, um, that kind of resonated. Even though I'm very clear that that it's uh, probably a little very off from the science, and uh, that wouldn't be for me to understand or explain. That's always on you. But it it was a saying that said we aren't our um, biolog our, our chronological age, uh, which often you hear you're not your chronological, you're your bio- biological age. And I know, like I've had tests for this done, and they test your you know, your balance and certain kind of indicators of of a biological age. But this said instead... Uh, you are your energy and wow did that kind of hit home <laughs> on that particular day and I send it to you I never know what you're gonna respond sometimes you're like I, I love it lots of times you make me think about something differently or you'll ask a new question but you, you know you're like you know <laughs> that's not too bad so let's start start with that and first of all how are you maybe you want to introduce your your pup to pup to all of those that are watching this on video Uh, on our youtube channel uh
1: that's my wife's dog but she's taken over my lap
0: so where would you like to start us today Stuart?
1: well you said something to me this week that i thought was a great topic for uh for today's podcast and that was just how many people are feeling burned out so hands up if you're feeling burned out (laughs) yeah Yeah, me too. Um, And so uh, one of the points I was making uh, in my response in the exchanges that Susan and I had was our goal in these podcasts is really to talk about how self-reg sees things a little differently. And our hope is that Once you begin to see things differently, you start to do things differently and uh, maybe come up with uh, strategies for something like feeling burned out that are so much more effective than what we're used to. So that's that was kind of my goal for today. And I thought I'd uh, pick up from where I left off. So... Uh, what Susan and I talked about when we were talking about, you know, the crack cup podcast was how caffeine actually works. I'm not going to repeat all, any of that. Um, but the point is, is that, you know, the brain is a pretty, uh, and the body pretty remarkable self-regulating mechanisms. And what that means in, in, in simple terms is you can't, you can't trick the brain. <laughs> so um, let's take as an example, um, uh, there was a period a couple of years ago where I was having dark chocolate every single night. And I loved it. And uh, it was I couldn't wait until, you know that period after dinner when I could have um, my fix. And the fix seemed to get a little bigger and bigger every time. But then something weird happened. uh, And that was that I developed a pretty significant sleep problem. So I thought, well, this is is a sign that I'm overstressed. Maybe I need more dark chocolate. But, you know, the scientists in me thought, well, maybe you should do a little digging. And the first thing I found was that, you know, dark chocolate has a remarkably high level of caffeine so okay I thought I'm gonna do a little bit of an experiment um, I'm going to go a couple nights without any dark chocolate at all and see if I sleep better and I did so i'm I'm someone who's very sensitive to uh, I'm very sensitive to caffeine in fact I can't have caffeine as you know Susan I can't have it past 10 a.m but then I really got curious about about the other aspects of, by the way, I switched. I switched from uh, caffeine, from dark chocolate to licorice all sorts. Is that any better? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, nope. Well, then uh, I had a couple of good days where I hadn't eaten anything, and then I started to get into trouble again. So then I, I was interested in in the effect of sugar, and so that's what I learned. Sugar? To talk about
0: I thought today. we were doing energy.
1: <laughs> well. Because, because we turn to sugar for always, energy.
0: Okay. It's it's for those of you right. listening and wondering. It's like, do they actually talk? The truth is that we we go back. We <laughs> actually uh, don't plan any of the videos. We do a whole lot in advance. We certainly have a conversation about them. But I never title anything with Stuart um, until I've had a chance to do it because it always leads in some different direction. So it's actually part of the joy for me. Maybe <laughs> just regulating for some of you, but it, <laughs> it it shows you that I'm literally on the learning journey with you and looking to see where he's going to take us next. So,
1: so I'm going to take us into the, into the topic of hyperglycemia. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay. So let's say, you know, I'm, I'm really feeling burned out. And so what I do is maybe I have a, a, um, a high sugar cereal for breakfast, or I have a couple of teaspoons of sugar in my coffee or whatever. And yeah, that gives me that gives me uh, a nice little burst of energy. And then I feel worse. Okay, so we all know that, right? So we all know that um, uh, you get a sugar spike, a glucose spike, and then you feel even more tired. And there's a reason for that. And it's a self-regulating mechanism in the brain. So what happens when we, what happens when we, uh, by the way, <laughs> this is all heading towards a self-regulating occlusion. So what happens when we get a little bit of hyperglycemia? And all that means is that the glucose levels in our blood are higher than Um, than that sort of sweet spot in our blood sugar thermostat. Okay, so we get a momentary burst of energy. And then we plummet. And the reason why we plummet, there's a couple of reasons why we plummet. One is we have another system deep inside the brain that I've never talked about with you called the orexin system. This is a relatively recent discovery. I think it's only like 2019. But essentially, the orexin system, uh, what it does is it makes you feel full of energy. It make, it wakes you up, and one of the effects of hyperglycemia is it suppresses the orexin neurons. Well, that makes sense, right? So you've got this self-regulating mechanism that says, "Well, I've got enough. I've got enough energy in my blood." So I don't need to be producing orexin. I'm, gonna, I'm going to I'm gonna bring it down. Um, so that's one of the first consequences. I'm not getting that natural, that internal source of energy. But then there's something else that happens. And the other thing is that our brain doesn't like too much sugar in the bloodstream. Uh, and so it's got to get rid of it and it gets rid of it by as everybody knows it gets rid of it by producing insulin. And so now what's happened is our brain goes into sort of it's working very hard now to get our our blood sugar levels back to normal, back to safety. Otherwise it can cause damage, it can cause it can cause um neuronal damage. Okay, so for my little bit of uh, a quick shot, a quick boost, I'm paying a long term. I'm paying a long term cost, um, and in fact, so long term that uh, I can wake up the next morning, and there's an awful lot of neural chemical imbalance. So some mistakes that I made um, have resulted. In a dysregulation, a neural dysregulation, that the brain now has to work very hard. It has to burn a lot of energy to correct. If you look at all of the popular, um, all of the popular uh, strategies for you know getting yourself out of that burnout stage, state, state. Um, you know whether it's triggering dopamine whether it's consuming sugar um they all give short-term a short-term boost and then long-term depletion so burnout's telling us something and burnout's telling us that it's a warning sign it's a, it's a signal that uh we are overstressed. That we have been doing things to deal, we have been using maladaptive ways of self-regulation to try to counter that feeling of burnout, and um, the overall effect is uh, we've got you know too much cortisol, we've got not enough, not enough natural serotonin, and, and so on and so on. So we have to reset the system. In other words, burnout. Is really functional. Burnout is telling us that my system has really been pushed too hard. And there's all kinds of things that push it too hard. Um, you know, uh, Susan raised her hand um, as one of the ones that burned out. Well, anyone who knows Susan was not in the least surprised. <laughs> uh, I mean, so much going on in her in her personal life but then on top of that doing the work of you know 20 sane people um and on top of all that uh, the news has been really really punishing and Susan is someone who takes it all very seriously you know all of us can tell a similar story too much not doing the right things so that's where i wanted to lead susan now okay so we've got this we've got this state this burnout state which is telling us that three things have happened one our stress has been too high two we've relied on things that do not uh, do not give real energy they only give a short term and then we end up worse and three we're not getting the things that we need. We're not getting, we're not, you know, this is step three of of self reg which is reduce the stress, reduce the stress load. And there's various ways that you do that. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to reframe, and I'm going to pause now and let Susan respond to all this. We're going to reframe that uh, very interesting quotation that she started uh, you are, uh, I can't remember the exact words, but you are the energy that you have. That's your real age. And so what we want to know is, what is the self reg method of restoring energy so that we really are, are overcoming our burnout? We're not going for that quick fix. We're not going for that temporary relief. We're going for, um, you know, the method that I wake up yeah. tomorrow and the next day and the next day, um, and I really have, uh, I really have overcome my, my burnout. I've responded to it in a way that doesn't just feel younger, but in a very rare, real sense, I am younger and that's where I wanted so to go. I
0: feverishly make notes whenever Stuart talks and they take me all over the map you know in my thinking but one one that I just want to start with is I know that there are some folks there's books out there now about saying you know the idea of burnout isn't a real thing uh you know and and <laughs> uh, I'll just use an example for me um from a couple of weeks ago of when uh uh, you know when we're talking about it in self-reg we're both aligned with that and giving you something to focus on in a deeper way like i i described what i was experiencing is like having an anxiety attack and it didn't meet it didn't meet yeah. the criteria of panic attack but i could feel it in my body and when i talked to you know Stuart and looked things up and it's not really a medical term but it, it conveys a, an internal experience and i just want to emphasize that because i think burnout is the same thing i I sometimes will say about being on the brink of burnout like i'm holding it off but we all know what it feels like uh, that no matter like it's you're tired you know the tired but wired you go to sleep and you wake up and you're not feeling um you're not you're not feeling the energy for the day and that goes on on and on and on and it's that sort of if there's a subjectivity to it um and yet i think what steward is 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 telling us and leading us to is it's not just subjective. There's some things going on inside us and individual differences. So, um, you know, there's, a, there's a whole lot, uh, a whole lot that uh, the way that we're, that we're wired. So i got to ask just a couple of questions. Uh, the dark chocolate made me, uh, nope, nope. I did not know about that. I know about you and your butter brickle ice cream. Cause you talked about it in one of our, your you know, early days in, in university, I think. Um, but I didn't know the dark chocolate and it always makes me think of um, probably the other great mentor in my life when I... There's been many, and but the, the two that always uh, rise to the top when I think about influencing me in all kinds of ways um, and supporting me, I guess, mentoring me, is if you. And the other one is uh, Nancy Gibson, Dr. Nancy Gibson, now retired. She's 80. I can't believe it. Uh, but her and her husband, John, uh, they're two of my favorite humans on Earth uh, for many, many layers of reason. But I was always... I've spent lots of time with them over the years. Um, and they they had this habit, um, this very routine way of, of of having a piece, a square of dark chocolate every night after dinner, and their dinner is like 7, 7, and they have one square. And I'm always looking at that. <laughs> you know, for someone that is uh, <laughs> is uh, all or nothing in a lot of ways. I've found a little more balance on that. There's a good side to that, and there's a downside to that, you know. Don't just have one coffee, have, you know, umpteen kind of thing. But I've always, I've always been baffled by that. I, I, I do know it's more John than Nancy, but, but that, sort of, uh, that sort of balance thing. So I just want to say that about dark chocolate before I ask you one other question, and then we'll get right back to, uh, to where we need to go. Any comments on that for those of us out there thinking about um, not just uh, the caffeine within things and how it's affecting our sleep, but the urges that we have uh, that are sugar connected or caffeine connected?
1: Well, you know, knowing John and Nancy, I'm really not surprised by that story. Uh, I'm not a one-square person. So so I can see John doing that. Um, So... But I there's no way yeah, I'm going to stick to I know, one square. I,
0: anyway, you all have your version of the. For me, I could probably do that with chocolate, but other things I could not do that with. It's uh. So I, I also, um, as you speak about sugar, um, I'm also I'm, I'm going to ask you uh, when you start back up again to spell that system that you mentioned the orexia system.
1: Orexin. O R E X I N. I have
0: never even heard that term. Uh, so if you have your head of me, <laughs> so that's, that's a really, that's the cool thing about what Stewart does. That's what he does um, all day, <laughs> every day. He's, he's digging more, dig, digging deeper, synthesizing, reflecting, applying, figuring out how it all fits and then how to bring it to all of you in all kinds of different ways. But I wanted to think just for a moment about sugar because, um, you know, and uh, we use this language of energy, um, sometimes interchangeably, um, you know, people will talk about that kid has too much energy. So he has to go blow the energy off in the, in the playground. Right. And, or, and maybe he does, you know, maybe that is exactly what that child needs to do is move, but it's not what we're seeing, right. What we're seeing is something quite different from this, this healthy, good feeling. Like energy feels good. You know, we talk a lot about finding our calm, but it's not just calm. I'm going to go do in a Zen studio. It's energy, you know, it feels good. I can, do the things that I want to do focus. And that kind of can be very, you know, so there's this, some, we sort of vet, throw this word around in all kinds of different ways. And Halloween always comes to mind when I hear talk of candy and sugar, because if I'm in a room with educators, early childhood or school, um, you know, of any kind, uh, it's this common thing that the day everybody knows November 1st, is an odd day. <laughs> Lots of places um in their wisdom have professional learning days on that day. And uh, you know, it's it's sort of a joke, and yet everybody knows that the kind of the week of Halloween uh and the day right after is is a rough one. And there's this underlying assumption um that it's all about the sugar. It's all about how much candy they consumed that particular night. Um and you know self break we've we've talked before about how all five domains and it's a whole lot more complex than that. But I I know that many people assume there's this direct connection and it's a one size fits all. I consume a ton of sugar and I'm hyperactive, peel me off the walls. And and you know and you know everybody assumes that sugar makes kids hyper. <laughs> and it's like this direct I consume sugar, I'm hyper and it's it's a lot more complex than that.
1: (laughs) No, that's great. I love that. I love that you said that. So what Susan's saying here takes us back to the caffeine story. Okay, so we've got this uh, condition now. We've eaten the sugar and we've got this hyperglycemia, which just means too much glucose in bloodstream. And now the brain has to Uh, It has to get rid of it. It has to bring it back. And so it triggers the release of catecholamines. And amongst those catecholamines are adrenaline. So uh, two types. So what we're really seeing is the brain's reaction to the hyperglycemia is to release adrenaline, which causes hyperarousal it causes neural hyperarousal and it causes um physiological hyperarousal and uh so susan's making exactly the right point um you can't somehow you can't have this mysterious source of energy that i can just consume or maybe i can get energy from from colors or chimes or whatever that you are triggering a system deep inside the brain, which is recruiting your backup energy. So if the kid is having this adrenaline rush, which is what the sugar has caused, that adrenaline is tapping into energy reserves. That's how this emergency system works. And that's why November 1st is a disaster, because now the brain has to recover. uh, And it takes many hours to recover from an adrenaline rush. So the deeper point here is when we're talking about, um, you know, you or your your age is your energy. um, It has to be real energy, not adrenaline, not not and not dopamine because dopamine also produces psychic energy again another of the catecholamines we're talking about real energy we're talking about the energy and Susan had a, a very nice little line you know it's the one where um it's the one where you do wake up the next on November 1st and you feel great so now we learn something very interesting about the brain and that is that it will, it will produce that natural energy. It will produce if you let it. Uh, and so what that means is very interesting. And what it means is that once it starts to have this, net, whatever whatever it is, and we'll end up talking about what it is, This natural energy, it does some very interesting things. Let's take one example. It repairs cellular damage. Cells break, the ends of the cells break, and it repairs it. Adrenaline does the opposite. Adrenaline causes cellular damage. So when I am restoring, not only am I repairing my... the ends of my cells, which are called telomeres, I am, uh, there's an awful lot of wear and tear on your internal organs. And that was the whole point of Hans-Savier theory of the general adaptation syndrome. So I am repairing my liver. I'm repairing my kidneys. They all have, they go through wear and tear. We got to repair them. I'm repairing my immune system. Immune system takes an awful lot of an awful lot of energy. So, I'm building up my immune system. One of the big problems that we see in burnout mm-hmm. is inflammation, um, and there's a whole big uh, movement going on right now in neuroscience called brain inflammation, inflammation in the brain. And so, what you're doing when you are restoring your energy is you are reducing. Inflammation in the brain and in the body, and finally, you are restoring energy. You're restoring, um, you're restoring those reserves that were depleted by the hyperglycemia, depleted by the adrenaline. So, not only when you've done this properly, not only do you feel younger hmm. in a real sense you are younger your body is healthier your brain is healthier so if we can do this naturally and that's where we're going to end up if we can do this naturally we're not tricking we're not tricking the brain into giving me that momentary feeling of a buzz we are literally rolling back the clock we are we are counteracting yeah. i don't need plastic surgery yeah. i need to restore. It's, it's, and
0: it's so interesting okay. to think about this idea of chronic inflammation you sure. know and adrenaline you know i've been yes i, I did yes. not know about brain inflammation i'll look it up but i ha- do know about the growing you know you've talked about it before about the concern about um you know this chronic inflammation inflammation serving a very important purpose when and but we're not meant to be yes it is you know, to be chronically in that state and and all that it interrupts. And, you know, it just reminds me of this week of remembering that all these systems are interconnected. So um, that's the cool thing about self-reg and the science that we move past these oversimplified ideas. But I go to my hygienist this week, end end of last week, and she's like, your gums are a little, you know, there's some inflammation there. Why? Interesting. And all the same you didn't things, that right and you know and anybody so want to ask their dentist they all have been and, and hygienists they've all been trained in the connections um between dental health and physical health it's for the same reasons
1: <laughs> you know you know i've never look, i've, I've yeah. never heard that yeah. that is so cool it's really No, cause it they, they see the first signs
0: of inflammation which if it's inflammation in the gums there's inflammation somewhere else right unless you can Explain it with something, you know, something. Yeah, very self-reg. How separate. cool is but, that? All right, take us where we need to go next, Stuart.
1: Well, now we get to the end of our today's journey because what self-reg is? Hang, hang on, my little doggie wants to go play with the other doggie now.
0: Well, while you're doing oh, that, for dog. those that were watching the video, you're watching my dog, uh, Sophie, behind me. <laughs> what? It, no, what it is is so that she's, she's fine now. upstairs, and she, she, she she didn't notice them before and then all of a sudden she's hyper aware of every movement there's two bunny rabbits up there and and every sound so she's on bunny alert right now that's what's going on (laughs) it's kind of you know it was was really cool at first it's a little less so now (laughs) i wanted to to forget the bunnies but anyway that life when you live in a zoo
1: (laughs) okay so let's wrap this one up so what self-reg is is a pathway to restoration. If you look at the five steps of self rank you will see that step five is restore. And the point that we the point that we stress is you can't get to restoration because you decide, well, I need to restore. You can't get to restoration as an act of will or as an act of you know the blue brain re- reappraising your stress. You need a Pathway and that pathway does not stop at step four. Step four in calm, it in suffering is called clear calm listening, and body awareness and reflection. That is the precursor, that is the that is when you are ready now to get to step five the step of restoration. This is a point that Alan Fogle made very clear to you when you were doing um when you were... now I want I wanted to end on one critical point okay so now you've got in self ray you've got a pathway to feeling younger you've got a pathway to having that natural energy it is not a pathway that happens. You know, well, I heard this podcast; it was really great, so I'm going to go do the five steps, and tomorrow I'm going to wake up full of energy. Um, this is a this is a slow process. It took you a long time to get to burnout, and now we're going to, by doing the five steps of self-reg, we're going to get back into into that healthy, robust system where we're ready for spring. And I know we all are, but now I mean, to, okay. But there's a very important point. Um, And Susan and I are going to be doing a course on this in the relatively near future. One of the problems that we have in the framework that we have inherited is this idea that somehow burnout is this, this isolated mind thing. That you're on your own that you that you um, you know you have to do something to replenish yourself but the human brain is designed to get support from other brains when it needs it one of the things that really just i found profoundly moving was that when Susan didn't feel well, the self-reg community reached out. I reached out. Her physician reached out. It, this is this is really a case of, you know, um, as I just wrote for that piece I gave you, no man is an island unto himself. the famous John Dunn quote. We need, when we are burned out, we need other brains, we need interbrains brains to help us on the path to step five, to restoration. Self-rig is about understanding what is healthy, what restores my energy. And one of the things that restores my energy, one of the critical pieces of this this pathway to restoration is that others chip in, that we care for each other, that we trigger oxytocin. And you know, when I was, I didn't mention this in that piece, Susan, but one of the things that I found extraordinary was some research that's been done a couple of years ago, like two, showing that just being kind to a stranger, Releases oxytocin in the stranger and in ourselves. And as you all know from what we've done in the first nine episodes, the first nine podcasts, we need oxytocin to start that healing pathway, start that healing trajectory. So um, personally, uh, although my hand was up, I am burned out at the moment, but I am feeling so hopeful. I am feeling so positive. Politically, I see good things happening. But more importantly, I, I, got, I was given this gift, and I'll close on this. I was given this incredible gift last night, Susan. And the gift was that one of our self riggers, Ann Showalter, did some work on one of my pieces. And she took what I did and turned it into something that is so much better than I could have done on my own. And that's what I do. That's what happens with these, with these podcasts. That's what happens with these circles. Yeah. Yeah. And so
0: I want to just close a few circles for all of you. Um, The very first one that I want to mention is when Stuart says we're working within this framework, he doesn't mean the self rig framework. He means uh, self-controlism or the societal, you know, message that it's all about, you know, try harder yes. and work harder and it's all within you and all of that so that's a really important distinction um the Thank second you. one i just want to close us a loop on is uh alan fogel uh so alan fogel Stewart's done lots of work with alan fogel he's a friend of self-reg i did a book study with him and and uh um Stuart has introduced me in a few ways but his book on embodied self-awareness talking about the difference um between genuine risk restorative and but it's a big mouthful but restoration and just mitigated where okay i'm stressed out so i'm going to go do some yoga they're different right so so that's one and i want to just maybe full circle uh, one one thing for those of you fairly new to self-reg by the way all the things that steward are mentioning you can find on self-reg.ca there is uh books coming at, uh, a series there's actually four books You'll have to wait and see to hear. Uh, But there's two chronicles, which are essays, writings from Stuart linked together, um, and there'll be courses with them. New writing, and that's part of what he's talking about with Anne here. Uh, Some very exciting things happening. We have something for early childhood coming, and we have something for education assistance coming. So Mm -hmm. you'll have to kind of wait to hear that. But there are also online courses that you can take um and uh you know our publications will be digital downloads as well right so uh, so so keep all of that in mind but when Stuart is talking about the five steps of self rank the uh, you know self, I I moved across the country to work with Stuart so Clinton seven eight nine years ago I guess now and so clearly uh, all of it has always resonated with me from the moment that I first um first met him over a decade ago now but along the way I learn more um and and, and he expands on some of the thinking. So reframing was really, so I'm just going to want to just touch base on those for those of you new, and please go and take courses if you're curious. There's lots of this in, in all kinds of ways that you can learn more. Go read um, the reframing. You know, re- reading and reframing, uh, it started with behavior, but it's also, um, I mean, we read and re- reframe all kinds of things. Concept, last year you did something on, on polarization, you know, political polarization. Right. And it's more than just this aspect shift. The word reframe is the buzzword. It's everywhere now. Um, word is not just, I once wanted to use this image of a camera and he was like, it's the wrong image. Right. And the reason he said that was because it's not just, Oh, I'm going to look at it from another point of view. It is, it is pulling apart the tenants really unpacking, going into the yes. science and then putting them back together in ways that make sense. Right. Um, so there's so much to reframing and you've got to be able to see differently uh, for the other ones to make sense. Uh, otherwise you're believing that you're still in a self-control paradigm. Recognizing stressors is a huge (laughs) one. So that's the second one That's the five, um, uh, the five domains. We did a whole podcast, a couple of them in the early parts on this. Um, the big one, I just want to tell you my big aha there was moving beyond, uh, getting stuck and saying, okay, um, the problem is the parents are fighting all the time and he's coming to school with, We're coming to the center with, you know, a a can of soda for breakfast. These are the problems I need to change. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You just heard about sugar and caffeine and yeah, but that's not really what we're thinking of. We're thinking of stressors as operating on the brain and body and the magic is the hidden ones. Uh, Never underestimate that the power of recognizing the little things that when you begin, and even if you're trying to undo, find your way out of a stress storm or Uh, it's, it's the little things. Okay. I can't change that. I'm a, uh, you know, I've been a single mom most of my life. I, I can't just turn everything off and go to a yoga retreat for a week or become, I told Stuart this year that if I didn't have a kid, I could have gone and been a hermit in the woods for a month. I could have, I would have been just fine. Right. I can't do that. I have responsibilities, but what can I do? So that it's a different question. Where, where can I, and what do I think is actually, um, helping me, but is actually a stressor. So it's it's, honest, it's an honest conversation within yes. judgment. Um, the third one is reduce the stress. And so we're talking, we've always talked about that. This is where whenever anybody tells me I've got this great program, it works terrific, or I've got this great strategy, it's it's not if it actually works like you've got to be honest with yourself works for who (laughs) you know and is it actually working for the kid and sometimes those we we can convince ourselves of things but if it really does it 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 fits under step three so sometimes people will say that it's the other way around self reg fits no 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 from my perspective as a big it's the broad life framework right this is haven oriented but it fits under step number three and it means it genuinely is reducing the stress and, and that's co-regulation, yes. that's relationship, that's, you know, sometimes that's changing routine. There's all kinds of ways that we can do that. Um, but we've been talking more about reducing the stress load, which I love because it's thinking, okay, stressors, the backpack metaphor that you use, Stuart. And okay, what are a couple, you know, if I could take a couple stones, I'm pulling my hair, a couple stones out of my, back, out of my backpack, <laughs> it might just lighten it up enough. And I'm not trying to, um, to, to, behavior manage. I'm not doing this so they'll do that or I'll do this. I'm like saying, okay, if I can lighten that backpack just a bit, you can handle things. I, this is the biggest gift for me as a parent, to be honest with you, as a, for my parenting, this particular one, because that's what I focus on in really tough times as a, you know, I have a teenager yesterday was one. Okay. And we do. And there's things I haven't even shared with Stuart. Stuart's like an uncle to Sienna. So, um, so, you know, but, I didn't focus on fixing. I focused on lightening the load so that she can solve her own problems. You know, it's, it's, it's a real, it's a real gift. Um, And it's a, it's some, some of the magic for those of you saying, the kids are off the wall. What am I going to do? It's so different post COVID, you know, uh, or COVID. You're right. We're hearing that everywhere. Anxiety. What can I do? Noticing I'm stuck in that control. I'm trying to manage. I'm still trying to manage behavior, even though I say I'm not. I still want that child to do this. And instead it's like, okay, what's blocking that? Where can I lighten less lineups, uh, you know, the lights off, um, uh, how you respond when they mess yep. it up, we got to watch ourselves there, right? How do we not amp things up? So number four was a gift too, because step four is, it, it is the reflection stuff. We use the five hours, but we've updated that to calm to the clear metaphor and, uh, uh, it was all Stuart's ideas, but we'll give a shout out to Rebecca, uh, Rebecca Leslie, who wow. reworded some words and and made it out to clear. So thank you, Rebecca, another self-regger. It was Keller at first and clear, sense. But it's common. Yes, it it's was. interoception. Those of you working in you know with the interoception stuff, there's some terrific new science and it's what is going on within me right really noticing me and 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 so it's the internal and the external which you've long been talking about you and your extraception baths and um that's the one that now i have yes. a great sense of interoception and i think i had zero when i i, wrote, I remember writing you and i'm like i don't think i even know I just just don't come <laughs> the distance it's a super super, super helpful and really yeah. helpful in our relationships. You know, how to, how do kids learn to self-regulate? Um, it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's having those, the, that feeling felt, feeling understood and, and that, you know, over and over and over again and laying the layers of it with co-regulation. But we, we can't do that if we aren't calm um, and able, it's calm. It's not just a, oh, I'm going to go do yoga. It's this, I'm here. I listened to something with Ellen Langer yesterday that you, you always talk about, talk about her in our courses, but yeah, she yeah. decides to describe mindfulness very simply as, um, uh, awareness for, for, for differences, for things that are different, right? Just long, you know, and just being able to notice things that are different in your environment, internally, and just that really present moment kind of stuff versus the, on autopilot mind mind uh mindless stuff Stuart does lots of this on in foundations by the way if you're interested so that's a really really important one but that that is just in for the awareness piece is really important um but the magical one that has really been a game changer for me in my own journey which I I need to be feeling okay you said to me last week or a couple of weeks ago with we some changes coming this also needs to be fun right which translates to happy and healthy for for us yeah. right we're on this mission uh you know and yet it, it, you you have to be able to answer the at what cost and it has to it's an important one but it's the restoration i always looked at step five sort of is that nice add-on And almost like it, it was like, oh, a strategy, I'm going to go run or do yoga or whatever, or I'm going to read my book or, and it's not, it it can be those things. It's so much deeper. We talk, you talk about it as, you know, that feeling, feel in moments of awe. um, 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 uh, Fogel talks about it even in, in the rest, restorative feeling in grief, that feeling that we feel in a deep movie that we watch and we just feel deeper. Uh, But to me, it is the priority and it's the priority for your kids on Halloween that you're peeling off the walls because some of them you're not peeling off the walls and you're like, oh, they're fine. They eat less candy. Maybe not. (laughs) Their systems are dealing with it in all kinds of different ways. What do those kids need? They don't need more sit downs and corners and stickers and, and, you know, and okay, use your even use your words, which I actually really believe is terrific it's got to be in the right teachable moment helping kids figure things out you can't do that in the moment what do they need well think about the restorative the restoration side of things because some of these kids just get in trouble all day long and uh you know some of us just run all day long where can we begin to find these little moments and micro moments but making more and more and more of them and that's for me, that's the path out, to be honest with you. I'm pretty natural at the self-reg. I miss stuff all the time. But the restoration, restore is the really big one for me right now, because I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go to this vice or, you know, I don't even know if you know, but I, I quit alcohol completely a year ago. It's actually right about now. And I was in the very big habit of a glass of wine a day, um, or, you know, maybe a beer. And then over COVID, it became sometimes 2 I'm not usually bored. I don't, I had my party days, I do not like waking up not feeling well, but I had a scare with my daughter a year ago, Stuart, and you know this, I just don't talk about, I haven't really publicly told anybody about the alcohol before, but I, I, I had a real big scare and realized that teenagers do what teenagers do, um, but I had I had a bunch of alcohol that I don't like, I don't like hard liquor, so I, it was in a cupboard I never even touched, and so I never really thought about it, sometimes you get in them as gifts and things like that, and it just sort of was there, I don't even know for what. And that, um, that, that, that was, that was something that she was into in more than just a little. And, um, and I got rid of every drop in the house because I was like literally trying to reduce her stress. Okay. (laughs) So I, if it's not in the house, at least there's a piece of that. But then after that got under, under control, I'm like, you know what, I, I'm not, I I actually feel better without it. I knew some of the science about the, the, you know, cigarette like uh, research that's suggesting it's a toxin and, and so I got rid of, you know, rid of that. And that has helped me with my restoration. So food is my other go-to, right? You know, so it's beginning to find your way out of things, but think, okay, uh, that's Sophie, listening for bunnies. Um, but it's it's really beginning. That's my big mall. And that to me is the magic, is how do I get to the genuine, she's on bunny watch. How do I get to the genuine restorative that it just feels good? And I'm not trying, I just feel good. And I'm having more and more glimpses. I'm feeling better um, you know, you, you've told me today, I look, (laughs) you know, the energy is back. Um, but it's a little by little, it's a day by day. I'm not out either. And, uh, so I know many of you are along, along the path with me. So I'm curious, I'm going to throw it to Stuart for the final word, but any of you that anything I just shared or we shared resonates with, um, please respond. We'd love to hear from you. It helps us figure out where we're going to go next on our weaving journey of trying to bring you something meaningful in the, in these self-rigged pods. So over to you, Stuart, final word.
1: I'm going to let everybody in on one of Susan's (laughs) secrets. So one of the ways that Susan restores is through gardening. I want everyone to look over (laughs) Susan's right shoulder. And what struck me when I saw that, I thought, I mean, not just, it's gorgeous. Look how healthy they are. Look how vibrant her Monstera is, which is by the way, the grandparent of my Monstera. So if, if you want a metaphor for today's, for today's podcast, just think about those beautiful houseplants behind her and how restorative it is, not just for her, but for me, for all of you who can see that, so uh, we have this wonderful line uh, that uh, this is Susan's calmness begets calmness while restoration begets restoration. Care begets. I love it.
0: And find your way to people. uh, So very much like Stuart said, that support you and, and that see, see beyond the behavior and yeah. that, that's the, the, the TMC crew and, but also yes. the wider community that you talked about, Stuart, you. Pretty big, yeah. It's uh, a pretty not good community. Have now. A boss like you that I'm like, you're like, you take more time off. <laughs> I took two weeks. Right. So, so fine. But there are, there are people out there and if you're feeling that you don't have that in your circle, reach out to this community, there's Facebook groups, there's, Uh, you know, there's all sorts of places. Come to Summer Symposium. Um, We're here with you. So I'm going to call it a day. I wanted to give a shout out to our new producers, Two Blue Shirts. uh, Aiden and Aaron. they're not new to us. They filmed every video we've ever (laughs) done in courses, uh, but they're taking over over the podcast. So thanks very much. And we will uh, be sure to share this. Uh, We're trying to reach and help as many folks as we can, or at least um, you know spark spark an interest uh so please uh share you know add the like follow us uh and we'll see you for episode 11 or actually 12 11 is with uh dr dr but uh thank thank you. You. take care bye Stuart.